Have you ever been to Pano, Illinois? Yeah, a couple times. Yeah. Have you ever had a craving for some pizza, like wings, salad bar, good family restaurant? Well, who doesn't crave that? I mean, heck yeah. I just want to tell you something about Pizza Man in Pano, Illinois, ran by our very own friend of the pod, Mike Foster. So if you're ever in need of some pizza, wings, salad bar, pasta, go on down to Pizza Man in Pano. My personal favorite is the garlic and cheese breadsticks. Mike calls them the crack sticks. Mmm, pizza man. I was running out of light out in the woods. Yeah. So I just hauled it out without field dressing it or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I think we're going here. I think okay. we got some sound. Cool. Um so yeah, we're we're kinda going live here. I'm kinda doing things about this. I usually don't like to do the intros anymore. I don't like to say welcome anymore because it's just, I don't know. Rob and I like to just go with it. Just go with it. Yeah. Right. it works so, for me. Uh, I got to give him a call here pretty soon. Get him on the, the episode. Good. So what are you guys thinking? How's the week? Cold. Cold. Very cold. Yeah. Yeah, you can say that again. But other than that, you know. Yeah, I... Uh, can't wait for for Monday. Monday looks like the funnest day of the week. I haven't even looked. How bad is it? It's it's probably two. I think the high is. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'll be nice. So that'll be really fun. All right. This is a much fancier setup than the first time. I'll tell you that. Much. Yeah. We uh we definitely ended up putting some money into it. Well, that's okay. So. This table makes me feel short. I know, I, mean, I know, I know. I feel like a kid, my it's, feet are dangling. It's a Gruber table. <laughs> it is a Gruber-sized <laughs> table, that's for sure. It works nice if you're trying to do something on it. Oh, yeah, that would make, yeah. Like Intricate a, detail work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I ever, if I do a new workbench, I'm, I might go like a couple inches lower than this, but it's yeah. going to be about right here. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess you could still kind of shorten her down if you wanted the table, but... Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, no, I wouldn't leave. I'll leave it alone. I, well, I'm not the one who built it, so I'm it's not heavy duty. I will say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Works nice for parties. Um, oh crap! I forgot to get. Is there regulation there. beer pong length? Uh, it's not regulation, <laughs> but you know you can draw some floor lines and sure. get, it, get it to where it needs to go. Yeah, fair. Uh, have yeah. not tested the bounce on this table yet. <laughs> you know that that's always a really important. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he gets a good bounce on this table. I think he could, but I, you know, sometimes, sometimes, especially when they get wet, you know, oh, it gets a yeah. little, it gets yeah. a little sketchy. Get some dead spots. No kidding there. There's, I have almost seen hands thrown because of a wet spot on the <laughs> table. Uh, uh, elbows. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. always got to yell elbows, even when they're not even close. Exactly, because it just kind of gets in their head, and they just they think the whole time. Beer pong is like 90% mental, 10% physical. Mm-hmm. 100%. Oh, yeah. 217. Yeah, rob a call, huh? Oh, yep, we got to give him a call. I try to do the... we got to get the virtual thing figured out. That's been a... I guess I already had his number in here. Nice. Um, but, yeah, it's... It's been a learning experience with this podcast, I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's okay. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. But, if he even answers. Hello? Is this Robert Simon? Speaking. 
That's good to hear. Uh, we got you live. What's going on, fellas? Hey, how's it going? Go Eagles, right? All right. Listen, <laughs> listen. Uh, AJ Brown's out. Jalen Hurts has a bum finger. You know, if we don't come out and run the ball 150 times, then I may just, uh, I may just have to forego next season. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, I, you're one of my favorite follows on Twitter because you ran about the Eagles like I ran about the Vikings on there. So, oh, I use I use Twitter as my diary because if I if if <laughs> if I didn't tweet like that, I would have a lot of drywall holes in my house. Yeah, I mean, same here because. Uh, Obviously, the Eagles season went quite a bit better than the Vikings season. But, uh, no, I would argue against that. I would argue no because, you know, <laughs> we, we, we had such high expectations and, and just, you know, the, the Vikings, well, they had a decent year last year. I think it was kind of expected like, hey, this is not really a uh, yeah, yeah, top-tier NFC team. Yeah, Whereas the Eagles were, uh, you know, hey, all, all, all aboard for the Super Bowl run. Well, now it looks like a, gonna, I figured they were going to roll everybody. Well, you know, we thought that too, and then uh, come out and just absolutely shit the bed against most teams, especially <laughs> against the Cardinals and the Giants the last couple of weeks. I do think that uh, they got the – who do they got first round? They got the Bucks. Okay, I do think that the roll of Bucks. Right? I think Baker Mayfield is going to pass for 400 yards against us. <laughs> I, just, I just can see it happening. I can see, I can see the uh, Bucks going all the way, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, the post with Baker. He had the, the chew can in his pocket. Zins, allegedly. Yeah. I said it was <laughs> probably Copenhagen Wintergreen. Yeah. No, that immediately, that just sealed the fate right there. You know, any sort of hope that I had for this season is just, it's, it's out the window. Especially A.J. Brown's not playing. You know, we got Devontae Smith on one ankle. It's, you know, hey, we'll get him next year. <laughs> and, Maybe. Then, uh, and then uh, what's going on with uh, Swift? He had a uh, he was sick last week. I think he just had an illness. I think he's back. He's good this week, so that'll help. But you know our our offensive line's banged up. Jason Kelsey's playing through an injury shocker. Uh, Lane Johnson's banged up a little bit. Cam Jurgens left last week's game. You know, and, and it's like you know, listen, I really hate being right sometimes. <laughs> Because I said once we lost to Arizona and the Giants, I was like, okay, so, or, well, Arizona, really, and the Seahawks. Once you, uh, now you don't take care of business here, now all your starters have to play at the absolute dumpster fire that is MetLife Stadium on the worst turf in the NFL. And sure enough, Sidney Brown, you know, a Illini product, tears his ACL, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was disappointing too. I saw that. I felt so bad for him. He, man, Sidney Brown's a dog. I love that guy. He'd probably be the next jersey I get. Yeah, he yeah that'd a be dog. a good jersey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love both those guys. Uh, it's good to see some Illini guys making a splash in the NFL. Exactly. Exactly. So. I just don't think the the Bengals have learned how to use Chase yet. No. But uh. I'm excited for the playoffs. I saw where uh, they already moved the uh, the Bills and Steelers game for tomorrow. Did they move to, it? They moved it to Monday. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess they're they're saying it was travel related. Yeah, they said there was a weather advisory. It was almost impossible travel around Buffalo right now. But yet they're still going to play Kansas City and and the Dolphins. Yeah, and that's what supposed to be minus four. Yeah, that's supposed to be like painfully cold. Yeah. That's no big deal. Uh, yeah. 
my my brother-in-law and uh, one of my wife's cousins was actually at the, the most recent coldest game in Arrowhead history in 2016. So hmm. I think this will uh, top that one. Me, me and Brent Scroggins went to one. It was Green Bay and Vikings two years ago, and it was, I think, six degrees. Oh, and that, that was that was whenever you drove the Corolla all the way to uh, Minneapolis, yes. uh, Green Bay, right? The, two, the 2004 Corolla that has 300-some thousand miles. Yep, nice. I drove it from Decatur to, to Green Bay. And fast fact, that car's still running. I've and, seen it recently. Yes, it's still in Decatur. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's alive and well. That's all I got to say. Yeah, so if you're shopping for a car, Corolla. Don't look any further from a Toyota Corolla. Yeah, do not, do not pass it up. It's a good daily driver. Camrys, they can get some miles out of there. That's for damn sure. Yeah. So, uh, so what's the topics, fellas? What are, what are we talking about? Well, we are Any blessed specific? with with Gruber and uh, Ronnie here. Um, what's up? Go ahead and introduce yourself, Ronnie. I, I don't know anything about you. Okay. Um, I uh, My name's Ronnie Putnam. Um, I uh, I met uh, Austin through jiu-jitsu. He came in. I'm his uh, jiu-jitsu coach and um, MMA coach when he decides he wants to throw on gloves every once in a while, but for the most part, jiu-jitsu coach. Um, and uh, we run a, a jiu-jitsu MMA gym in Mount Zion, Illinois. And, okay. Uh, what's, what's that called? Uh, PSF uh, Mount Zion. Um, PSF is Pedigo Submission Fighting. That's where our black belt comes from, uh, Heath Pedigo, um, from Mount Vernon. And uh, we're we're under him. And uh, we just embody... It's it's not even... It used to be like a team. It's almost a mindset now. It's uh, very hard-nosed... you're, you got to be tough. Uh, that's there. If you're not tough, then you'll you're not gonna last too too long at it. Cause we go we go hard, and uh, it it's just how we work. That's how our brains are wired, and that's the best way to, in my opinion, it's one of the best ways to train. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. So did you guys move from Moequa to to Mount Zion? You don't have yeah. the Moequa one anymore. We don't have the Moequa one. Uh, we moved to Mount Zion. It, it's a better market. Um, yeah. It for a success of a gym it's a way better spot we have our own building not a portion of another building it's our own we get to do with it as we wish um that's it's it's so much nicer now and and now we're getting a lot of people coming in we got hooked up with the mount zion wrestling program they love it so they're starting to come in and getting extra wrestling uh work in and uh um, we got a guy is is teaching wrestling his name's connor he is one of the best wrestling coaches I've ever met. A great wrestler and jiu-jitsu guy on his own, um, but coaching-wise, he, 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 um, he's very good at explaining small details and uh, making you realize that those small details are important. And that's when you're trying to learn something like a combat sport like that, it's everything, mm-hmm. is knowing when those small details are important and when they're not. And he's very good at teaching that. Um, so he, he got hooked up with Mount Zion Wrestling. So um, those guys are starting to come in. And we're, we're seeing uh, pretty good numbers. from. And we just moved there uh, start of the year. And we see already see a growth. We've probably grown at least 50% in two weeks. Wow. That we've been there. That's yeah. been incredible. That's been incredible. Another That's little tidbit. Are... Sorry, Rob, go ahead. You guys are uh, right around the uh, corner from me, basically. Yep. I, I mean, I'm right down the street from uh, about five. So. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, another little tidbit about Connor. You know, he, he's such – and this speaks to how good of a coach he is, right? So, talked last time I was on here uh, about how I don't have any wrestling experience at all, right? And as a big guy in jiu-jitsu, that's a real, real detriment because every big guy, almost every big guy that, that does jiu-jitsu does it because they can't wrestle anymore. So, it, it, it's, it's a, it were some painful experiences for me at first whenever I didn't really know any wrestling at all. But Connor is so, so good at not only those really advanced techniques of, you know, teaching guys that have wrestled their whole life, but also teaching dudes that don't know the first thing about wrestling, don't know anything about it. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's just a, that's a testament to how good of a coach he is, man. He's awesome. Interesting to hear. Uh, what's, like, I know you guys always talk about mentality and, you know, golf for me has been like a huge mentality sport but i oh, yeah. hear jujitsu is is just different level i mean you were talking a little bit about it but mm-hmm. i mean gruber when we had him on episode uh, 13 or whatever it was he talked a lot about how jujitsu has just opened up his his uh ability just to, to cope with things i mean it's yeah. it's really helped him mentally yeah um do you got anything else you want to add about the the i i hear that a lot and um I never really had had a problem with that, and uh, I let my privilege show a little bit here. I never really had too many mental problems and, and things like that. Um, but I hear so many people come up and tell me, uh, like, man, if it wasn't like I took a week off and and I just felt worthless. I want to get back in there. Or even the people that take more time off, they're like, man, I. I I forget how much it's good for me. And the people that start like, man, if I didn't get into this, I don't know what I would have done. And I think it's it's just um, and and I did listen uh, to the episode that Austin was on and, and he was right. It's such a when you go in and you know you're gonna get your butt kicked, you know you're gonna go in there and um, someone's just going to absolutely wreck you and you can't really do anything about it but try to get better um, and let it not happen as much. It takes all the little minor things that life throws at you and throws them out the window. Yeah. It's it's yeah I don't you know. My, you know, my mortgage is running a little bit late. Well, that's that's bad, but also there's a 300-pound guy that's going to try to choke me unconscious. <laughs> Let's worry about that right now. And it, it just it's a it kind of lets your mind get off of those bad problems that you have and and focus on something that you can actually control. Mm-hmm. And that's what's nice about it. Cool. I like that. That's it's crazy to me that that was uh, episode 13. Kyle and I kind of. Uh, look at that episode as like the turning point of us actually uh, kind of starting to give a crap about how we sound and uh, you guys uh, or you helped us uh, get a little bit better uh, yeah you got you guys give me entirely too much credit you guys (laughs) seriously you guys made it so easy to come in here man and and it was you know that was a great episode I'm I'm, I'm glad I was a part of that but yeah don't I I'm man I'm a former offensive lineman like don't give me no credit no, just tell me I did a terrible <laughs> job and I'll do better next time it's always a running back man that's the only one that matters <laughs> <laughs> or the quarterback yeah screw the offensive well, we line used, yeah we used to play a little bit of football and I know that the uh, the old the old line gets uh, needs needs the credit they deserve the credit you don't uh, you don't have a team or you don't score if you don't have a decent offensive line yeah. Well, we, we, they deserve it, but they don't ever want it. That's the mark of a true good offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> They're always the most humble on the team, I will say that. You know, and it's yeah, funny. So my, my old line coach had a, uh, had a saying in college, and it was, if you want to see, him, see an offensive lineman grow, you got to treat him like a mushroom. Keep him in the dark and feed him shit, and they'll come out the other side a lot better. That's good. That's, that's, that's good. good. That's yeah. really good. 
Oh, yeah, so the so last time that we talked to you, you were uh, kind of mid mid football season. How did that end up going for you? Yeah, you know, we were uh, was getting ready to start football. We just got into some camps and everything uh, last time. So we, uh, you know, for, for our standards and everything, we had a bit of a down year last year. You know, lost a couple close games that I think we should have won. Uh, ended up getting bounced in the first round of the playoffs by a really good Nashville team who they've just been our kryptonite for the last however many years. I think we're 0-3 against them in the playoffs. They're they're yeah. they're a great program. They're they a are. phenomenal program. But, uh, you know, we had some struggles and everything. And, and you know, myself as a first-time coach, I, I did I, I learned so much more. And I, and I told the seniors this at the end of the year. I said, man, I learned so much more from you guys than you guys learned from me. And, uh, you know, my, my mindset as a coach is as long as that statement's true at the end of the year, I've done my job, right? You Like, I need to – if you're learning from your people, if you're learning from your guys and learning from everybody else on the team about – what to do, what not to do, how to handle certain things, you know, that's 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 growth. That's just a growth mindset, and that's what it takes right there to to continue to be great. So, yeah, I, but, man, I tell you what, and, and, and I said it multiple times on the podcast, extremely thankful to Coach Higgins for allowing me to join the staff. It's it's, it's done a lot of good for me. Uh, that in combination with jiu-jitsu, just, just the mental health side of things has, has helped me tremendously. So, yeah, I, I can't wait. I've, I've already got – Already talking to some guys about doing some off-season work, and uh, going to really, you know, we're, we're going to really uh, strive to to be the best we absolutely can be this year. And you know, I think we got the dudes to do it, man. I think there's going to be a lot of people counting us out because we had kind of a down year last year. But that's, uh, I love that, man. That's that underdog mentality. Not to steal too much from the Eagles, but man, I'm going to have to buy me a dog mask for too long. <laughs> oh shoot. That'll be good. Uh, I know uh, typically I always look at uh, Pan as one of the better programs in the area for sure. You guys don't stay down long if you guys get down at all. Yep, absolutely. We don't rebuild. We just reload. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get past that quarterfinal. That's that's I know, what's man, kicking our dude, butt. I mean, that quarterfinal curse is real, man. It, it really is. I know. I don't know. Because at first it was the second round. We yeah. couldn't get past the second round. And now it's the last 10 years it's been the quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah. It's tough, man. And I tell you what, you know, you get you get into those deep playoff runs, and that's what we tell our guys every year. Hey, once you get past the regular season, there ain't any bad teams left. There no. are no bad teams. And, you know, you can't you can't afford to have a letdown. And, and that's, you know, a lot, of, a lot of years I feel like we've run into the injury bug. You know, my senior year we had some dudes hurt, uh, had guys sick for that game that, that really kind of hurt us. But, you know, in years past, it's just been an injury thing. So there's different things we're doing in the off season and throughout the season, trying to trying to help with that. But yeah, we're gonna be back there soon, and we're gonna go even farther. That's what we like to hear. What about some of your major accomplishments last year? Since it's already a new year, I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't pay attention to any of that. Like I don't. No? There's we. I got. I guess my first win. We got my. I got my first win against Vandalia, but like I don't. I had a couple all conference guys. I'm very proud of those guys. But you know, beyond that, like it, you know. Once that fi- once that final horn goes off in in round one, I'm like, all right, well, what can we do next year, right? I'm already yeah. I was already talking to guys on the sideline, like some of the younger guys. Hey, it's your team now. Like, let's start let's start acting like leaders and everything like that. You know, that's that's always my mindset. So, I ain't, I'm not definitely not in it for any of the accomplishments or any of the any of the any of that stuff, man. I just want to be out there around the guys and and uh, you know try to help them achieve their goals. We like to hear. What about you, Ronnie? Any uh, big major accomplishments, just daily life, or even? Yeah, the... um, I, I think um, I, I got a, I got a couple fighters that are, are really starting to look good. 
Um, I got a, a pro guy. He's back in the win column, uh, and he's looking to get another one. And then if if he gets if he can string together a couple more wins, he's probably looking at a higher, um, maybe even like another PFL offer. He fought in PFL. Um, he he lost that one on a decision, but uh, uh, we know what we needed to work on from that. And uh, then he he just kind of was a little down on himself, and I think he got in mentally, and he lost his next fight after that, which is a guy he know he we both knew he could beat, and yeah, you know that's that's the worst thing. You know I, the the toughest part about the combat sports compared to like other sports is you're training like three four months for one you know, occasion where you have a regular season with other sports. You're like, you lose one. It's like, ah, that sucks. We'll get them next time. Yeah. Well, next time for fighters is like, you know, another four months away. Yeah. If you're, if you're an active fighter, mm-hmm. you know, most people fight maybe two times a year An active fighters, like four times a year. Hmm. Um, but he got himself back in the wind column. He should get another win here in March. And then he'll probably be looking at something good. Um, uh, we got some guys that are I'm seeing tiny improvements on that I didn't expect. You know, I've seen some guys. You know, every once in a while you get a guy in is like, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be they'll be good. Um, and then they just just hunker down, dedicate themselves, and they start looking really good. And they're I can see improvements in people, and that's the best part, man. When you see someone's like, yeah, that's good. Or um, my favorite one is when they hit something that they learn and they look over at me immediately as they hit it, even in practice. Yeah. They look over at me and like make sure Just I'm approval. watching. Yeah. yeah, I was like, right, coach, right? I'm like, yeah, you got it, you got it. <laughs> Way That's to go. Good. That's what I like to hear. I mean, but yeah. So what kind of like training before you guys even start? Is it just kind of like just calisthenic kind of warm up or do you guys just get? I like to get right into it. Just get um, right into it, okay. Uh, kids program stuff running uh, what we call warm-ups which are basic jiu-jitsu style movements and doing those over and over again that's really important for a kid because it builds those motions in but when you're an adult and you say hey let's go do shrimp laps which shrimps are like where you move your body and you look like a shrimp swimming through the water but it's a motion we use constantly in jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. um, no one's going to be like yeah I want to go out and do shrimp laps they want to learn technique and they want to they want to roll and that's you know I leave it on people to do um, some of that stuff on their own. Like, you know, hey, if you have no idea what to do, ask me. I'll tell you some things you can do at home, like what we call solo movement drills, like shrimping, um, uh, bear crawls, and and different kind of things like that. Like, you can do that at home at any time, and, you know, no big deal. So I don't make guys do that. But I like to get right into it so they can start learning something, learn something new, or improve on something they already know. Um, as quickly as possible because I only get them for two hours, two or three hours, you know. So some people only get them for two, three hours a week. Sometimes I'll see them more than often, you know, if there are people that come in all the time. So I want to make sure I get them their best bang for their buck. Okay. So, yeah, you only get to, what, you're only open like a Monday or something? And, or are uh, you open? We're open, we're open um, uh, every day. Um, I'm only teaching two times a week. Um, uh, where I come up, I do a class where we teach in the gi, which is with the, the robe, the, the kimono, the thing that most people hate. Um, yeah. That ain't real. Ain't no one wearing a gi out in the streets. <laughs> like, well, you're right about that. But if you do see someone wearing a gi out in the streets, just walk away, man. They're either, they're either really good or unstable. So either one, yeah. <laughs> just walk away. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But I teach a gi class, and then I teach a no gi slash MMA class. Um, that way, people can get a little bit of everything if they wanted. We also teach wrestling and another no gi class. Connor's really stepped up since we moved to the new location, and he's teaching a lot. It's an hour. It's an hour drive for me to teach. So one way. So um, he's really picked up the slack and been able because he lives there in Mount Zion, so he he can actually teach more often and then if i need a break he'll be more than happy to take over for me and we got a bunch of people in the gym that are willing to cover which is great but i they're my students so i I hate to not be there so i unless i'm like dying i'm normally there yeah yeah so how how big is your guys's group then like i i mean we probably have uh, on a on a right now on a regular night we're getting at least 10 guys which in a yeah that's and that's impressive because there was times um, uh, when we were at Moequa, we were a lot smaller. Um, I think the market change helped out a lot. But when we were, there was nights where I there were, um, I think there was a night where you showed up and it was just you. Oh wow! Mm, I think it was just me for a little bit. I think Rev showed up. And later. then Rev showed up. Yeah, later. yeah. So, so just was, two guys. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. like it was like a, and that was that was a night that I, that I left very very sore because yeah. you, you're Rev. He was a uh, he's a D three was a D three wrestler for Milliken. Mm-hmm. Just an absolutely stacked human being, just yeah. strong yeah. as an ox. And yeah, he was uh, not fun to roll with. I got beat up a lot by yeah. Rev when I first started. But you know. there's a lot of good Milliken wrestlers. I they're great. I think man. I'm telling you. they have a great program. They do. They do. They, they got a great. Uh, they just built one on wood street like mm-hmm. i think it was like four years ago they built a facility then they, they had nice. a drive-in didn't they well yeah the ambulance got t-boned oh and okay. well, the ambulance actually went through <laughs> well i think they're going to a to a to the scene or whatever they, there was no one in it but oh, okay uh, but yeah i think somebody ran the stop sign out on church and hit the ambulance and the ambulance went right through the the building oh so yikes dang but yeah it, it's a great facility i mean if you I've been in there once whenever they were doing it, and they had a nice weight room and yeah. nice mats, and it was it was a good spot. And you know what the, the the awesome thing about having more of these people is it allows us to do more things like you know we can have guest seminars in and everything, right? Yeah. We've got we've got a guy coming in. What's the date on that, Ronnie? Do you remember? I'll pull that up. Make sure I get that completely right. So uh, it'll be it'll be a, a wrestling seminar by Michael Pixley. So most people probably aren't going to know that name. Um, but if you if you know Michael Pixley, if you follow any sort of wrestling or anything, he was he was a he's a NCAA champion wrestler, one of the hottest jujitsu guys in the world right now. Just in terms of just being like he's he's going to be a stud, and uh, he's going to start winning all these huge tournaments. He's going to come up and do a uh, a seminar for us, which is awesome. And uh, Ronnie March second, March second, March second. Okay. I, I butchered that a little bit. Go go oh, into yeah. some of Pixley's accomplishments. Yeah, so like. two two time uh, NAIA wrestling national champion and one time uh, Division two national champion. Wow. Um, NCAA Division two and with wrestling, um, I I learned this be, um, being around wrestlers more often. I learned this division means nothing that's exactly it's, yeah. yeah if you're a d3 wrestler d2 wrestler d1 wrestler it doesn't matter it's it's d- yeah yeah, I don't. D- yeah. <clears throat> it, it depends on the college exactly because yeah. milliken's d3 correct yes mm-hmm. and they like we said great program where yeah. you know there's and there's some good um you know there's always going to be good division one programs because they're always going to have the money to be able to you know have the good facilities and stuff but um 
yeah, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, you're you're it's since it's, especially since it's a solo sport. I mean, you can be really good no matter what school you go to. You just have to be good. It just depends on how good the coaches are. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, uh, Pixley is um, he is an intense individual. Um, one of the nicest guys I've ever met. But when he, when he's got a switch, and um, like I've seen him roll with kids and been like just play with them and, and they're doing good and and it's great it's fun to watch because i know this guy kills people i mean just just <laughs> destroys grown men and makes them not want to you know not want to be out there anymore he has a mentality of uh why are you stepping on this mat with me why do you deserve to step on this mat with me when he's when he's going yeah. but once once that match is over that switch flips uh, the switch flips back off and he's into uh, hey that's pretty cool you want to want me to show you what I did yeah you mean what you did to wreck my world yeah please <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh man so that's awesome and then you know we got some other some other really cool stuff going on we've got a women's only class it'll be yes. women's only instructors uh, taught by Sun Yoon who is and I'll let Ryan talk about her over here in just a second but she's She's incredible. She she is going to be a world champion one day. Uh, she'll be teaching those classes and everything. So just man, so much exciting stuff with this new location. Like we that's it, we were so we're so happy to be able to get on here and talk talk highly about that about our gym because it, we don't have to act right. Yeah, like yeah. we we've really got some really cool great stuff happening, and it's right there in the Mount Zion Decatur area, right? This yeah. isn't. It's not like you got to travel up to near chicago or down by st louis like this is this is in your guys it's in your backyard right yeah. like it's yeah. it's awesome because that's huge for us too because we're always uh you know the cater is definitely isn't what it used to be but uh no. as far as new opportunities like this you know we're you know not guys like kyle and i definitely get excited about things like this because uh somebody gives a shit about being in the decatur area and you guys see it as an opportunity just like we do mm-hmm. right yeah, absolutely so uh, a little bit more about Sun Yoon for the for the fo- for the fine folks. The you mean the fourteen year old girl that makes grown men tap out and cry? I, yeah, like like this is not an exaggeration. Fourteen <laughs> year old girl. This that's, is that's this crazy. is not an exaggeration. Like I will roll with her on a pretty regular basis whenever you know at class. I'm helpless. I, I a grown ass three hundred pound man mm-hmm. is helpless against this fourteen year old girl. She like ties me in knots. Who it's is a hundred pounds soaking wet? Yes. I mean yes. yeah. It's. <laughs> She is absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah. She's she's very she's very good. She's very technical. We call her a little robot because um, she will see something and then immediately learn it. And um, I, I call that or uh, someone. I think it was Michael. That that's Michael's her father. He's the gym owner, and we're partners in the gym. But he's the one that owns it, and um, I'm just the coach. Um, but uh, he he was the one that started calling her that because he would see that, and then. Um, but he also put me onto a, um, a phrase that has forever changed my thinking of athletes, and it's kinetic geniuses. Yeah. Someone that just knows body movement. If you yeah. show them how to move their body once, they understand it. Or if you, they, they can figure out how to move their body to make whatever it is they want to do work. And I, it's, it's, uh, it's something I see a lot more often. Um, but yeah, she is so good because she loves it. And uh, you would think um, you would think she's like uh, someone that's getting pushed into it. You know, it's like like one of those um, kids where their parents are pushing them, like because they see some talent there. It's like, oh, we're gonna push her on it, good. But no, she she loves it. She uh, she is the one that is teaching the kids. That is her class. She teaches the kids class, 
And um, anytime that we have anyone that come in and say like, uh, I don't know if I want a, a, a you know a little girl teaching you know teaching my kid, I was like, oh well, go out and roll with her and see how that works out for you. <laughs> and it's um, no one's ever taken us up on that offer, and I always wish they would because it's it is fun to watch her just make. Um, we always had to say it used to be um, when she was smaller and she was she's gotten really good very quickly lately. Um, but we used to be as like, well, if we, we if we had to use full strength against her, we lost. That was in yeah. our brain. Anyone yeah. that rolled with her is like, keep that in your brain. If you're using all your strength on her, you're you lost. Mm-hmm. But now, I, if I'm not using my full strength on her, I'm I'm gonna get be I'm gonna be unconscious pretty quick. She is very very good. Um, she's awesome. she gets on your back. She's like a monkey. Gets on your back. You can't get her off, and she will choke you unconscious, mm-hmm. and not feel bad one bit about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, as she, she shouldn't yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, she's incredible, and she is going to do some great things in the mm-hmm. sport. Both in she also wants to fight. She wants to be an MMA fighter, and then she, after that, she wants to go to the WWE. She uh, she's got her life planned out pretty good. She's going to have pretty good money. And uh, um, this gym is going to be her retirement. So once she's done competing and everything, that's why we want to build this gym up so she's got a good retirement plan. She can come down. Now she can just go in and teach, make her money off of that. And that'd be great. Hmm. Cool. Now, is this, is, this, uh, is this girl local? Yes. Yep, she lives in Mount Zion. Okay, that's, okay. that's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's well, even better uh, for her, I'll, too. I'll definitely be. Yeah, I'll definitely be pulling for. I know Mount Zion actually has a pretty good wrestling program as well. Yeah, they do. So that's exciting. Yeah, Mount Zion's got a great wrestling program, and they're gonna get better because now Connor's there, <laughs> and like I said, he is a genius. So it's really good. He's gonna he's gonna help them out, um, make them good, and then they're gonna help us out by giving us numbers and bodies to, so everyone gets better. That's the thing with with this sport is it's it's an individual sport at the end of the day. But if you don't have um, a good team where everyone's pulling for each other, it's just not worth it. Yeah, you're not in the absolutely. right spot. And and I, and I brought that up on the last podcast. Is just the, just the the incredible people we have at that gym, and we still do. Right, yeah. that hasn't changed because it, it's so good that we naturally weed out those that don't need to be there. Yeah. Right. And and, should, and, yeah. I mean, and, and you just, don't want them on your team anyway. If they, right. Yeah. But and they they just naturally leave because they're not they're just not of the same mentality. They don't, they don't care the way we do and they don't mm-hmm. care about their teammates the way we do. Right. And, and, you know, you never want to, like, I don't want to make it seem like that's our goal is to run people off or no, anything like yeah. that. But I mean, you know, Ronnie's been around this and, mm-hmm. and you know, like there, yeah, there's toxic people that come in and they have an ego and you know, they're, they just either, they don't listen or, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know? And, and you know, those people don't last in this sport. You cannot, you cannot have an ego no. and last in jujitsu. You just can't do it. No. Right. Yeah. So, that's something that, you know, we, we, we just, it kind of naturally happens for us. And, and it's phenomenal. And I think that's why we keep attracting great people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, so you guys talk about the, the egos. Um, I had one on my TikTok. So ever, ever since we had that episode on my TikTok has just been jujitsu. Yeah, and MMA. Awesome. But uh, it's working. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so there was this one video of this, this ego powerlifter dude. And I don't know if you guys seen this one, but he goes into this gym to the jujitsu gym oh yes and yeah, I've he seen that totally one. gets just just wrecked yes yeah. by the uh the coach and it was 
it was something funny to see because you know this guy's got muscles probably mm -hmm. 22 inch arms yeah and just getting wrecked by this 160 pound dude yeah. so yeah you um, see it all the time people come in and they want to tell you know oh man that doesn't work in the street um my favorite quote um there's a fighter he's not from our gym um but he's a really good guy we've actually i've had two or three different students fight him he's just a kid kid that loves to fight and he, uh <laughs> Um, he was uh, he was talking um, about someone saying it's like oh well yeah you do that MMA they got rules of that but uh, you fight me in the street ah, it'll be different and he said uh, I fight as a gentleman in the cage if you do not want to fight me as a gentleman we can do that and see how that works out for you <laughs> and it was the most intimidating thing I've ever heard out of someone that was 130 pounds and it scared the hell out of me <laughs> <laughs> yeah whenever they use the word gentleman yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be a gentleman yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. when you know you don't want to mess with them yeah <laughs> oh gosh dang so I mean we talked a little bit about you know jujitsu and stuff but what about you guys Who who are you like you know, we've had you on. I don't think you really talked about it, Ruber, like what you do. Well, I don't like to talk about myself, Kyle. You know that. Well, I want you to talk about yourself. I want Ryan to talk about himself. You know, I want to hear you guys' big accomplishments that you guys reached. And Yeah, man. I mean, you know, you know, that's pretty well covered it for the most part. You know, I uh, football coach at Painter now. I uh, enjoy that tremendously. That's something I've been missing in my life, too. And then been in jiu-jitsu going on two years now. So, uh just really enjoying that and everything. Keep you know keeping the pedal to the floor as best I can. There, it's tough when you get a couple kids in the mix mm -hmm. now. Yeah, but uh, you you have two now, right? I do have two. Yeah, I do have I two. I thought yeah. you had the one just recently. I yeah, I was, back I was, in I was right. uh, back in September. Yeah. Yeah. So she's a she's a little pistol. She's definitely a lot different than her brother. Yeah. I'll say that for sure. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, I just you know hanging on for right now. That's when you get two under two. That's what you got to do. So, yeah. I hear you on that. Ronnie's much more interesting. I'll let him take it. Yeah, <laughs> Ronnie, talk about yourself. I mean, you kind of—I could tell you didn't want to at the beginning because you talked about your uh, some of your uh, players that you yeah. have, the, the people that go out and fight. But yeah. So you got a really when, interesting like jujitsu journey. Like, yeah. Talk, like, like I want to hear about. Like, let's talk about that a little bit. All right. Um, my my um, coming into it is is kind of funny. The reason I ever wanted to get into jujitsu is um, I was at a friend's house. And they were playing the UFC uh, game on PlayStation. And I was like, oh, what's this? And I was like, oh, this is cage fighting. It's like, oh, that's cool. Um, and so we were playing, and I, I started playing the game. I was like, oh, that's really cool. It's like, I think I might like to do that, besides, you know, getting hit in the face part. So I started <laughs> researching, and I found jiu-jitsu. I was like, oh, cool. So I can now I just got to find something. And uh, I, live, I live in uh, Altamont, Illinois, which is about an hour south and um i found a gym in effingham and uh, so i started training there and starting to learn it and uh um it, i started really liking it. it it was it was fun i was getting my butt kicked i was uh really learning um that actually you know i w i never was a um i was always a big kid in school um, and uh, I, I never got into fights or nothing because I was always a funny kid too. So like you know, anytime any someone wanted to fight me, I would just make a joke and then they would just start laughing and you know, problem solved. So I never needed um, to be you know needed to search out uh, any kind of uh, self defense or combat or anything like that. So I was like, this is just gonna be fun for me. And then I started learning. I was like, oh, I'm actually not too bad at this, or I, I understand the motions of it pretty good. Um, which is fun because then 
when people start like doing like uh hey uh i heard you do jujitsu do you think you can take me down i was like yeah i think i can um when i have friends friends try me out and uh um my favorite time that ever happened was i was a purple belt at the time um this guy came back and he was uh, he came back from the marines and he goes yeah i'm a, a i don't remember how marine belts go but i think he said he was a brown belt in the marines um for their combat and he's like yeah I, I would roll with you he's like cool um, so we push back the couches. There's a bunch of people watching. They're saying, Ronnie, that's not, that's what are you doing? What are you doing? He's going to wreck you. He's 225 pounds, a hundred percent muscle. I don't know what he's on, what, how much, if it's creatine or if it's a little extra, but he's on something. And I was like, okay, no problem. And, uh, I think I, we did, we rolled for about 10 minutes and I think I tapped him out like 10 times. And, uh, he was like, I, I have never been treated like a rag doll before. I don't know what's going on here. And I was like, well, if you ever want to come in, I'll teach you. <laughs> and I started like getting guys come in because they, you know, they see it and like, oh yeah, I want to try that. And then, you know, they keep working. The downside is a lot of those guys that do that when they get beat and then they want to come in to try to get better. As soon as they start winning, they kind of start leaving again. It's like, okay, well, I proved myself now. I can go back. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, jujitsu really, I really enjoyed that part of it the being able to being able to learn how to control someone else and and put them in positions so i can maintain any kind of pressure and be on top and not be in bad spots Uh, i really enjoyed that and then um, i started coaching because i real quickly realized like i was okay at it I i was i was decent i was good against someone that doesn't know what they're doing but i'm not a competitive guy i'm not like like Austin talks about like uh, um, being competitive and, and like, you know, being down on himself for, for losing just a little bit. And I was like, oh, well, no big deal for me. I, I wasn't competitive. So I got into coaching because I just understood how to teach it better. I understood how to let people know, hey, this is what, you know, this is why you're doing it wrong. Just a little bit. Let's just change this a little bit. I can... Um, I always consider myself a jack of all trades. I, I've played a lot of different sports. I've done a lot of different things. So... Anytime someone new comes in, I say, well, what sport did you play? And they would say, well, like I had a guy come in. It's like, I played tennis. It's like, okay, cool. Well, here's how tennis relates to (laughs) jiu-jitsu. And I taught him how to do guard passing really well, which is side-to-side motion, which if you play tennis, you have great lateral motion. Mm -hmm. So I was able to teach him, and then he got really good at at doing that. You know, Like when Austin came in, I said, you played he played football it's like what'd you play offensive line oh so you're good at pushing i go he goes yeah cool we're gonna start learning how to push people and then grab their leg and take them down so that's um that's when i I realized that i was getting good at at teaching is i was able to correlate that with people and um then i just really fell in love with watching people do good that's my favorite thing man if i go out and win a tournament i don't give a shit but if uh one of my students goes out and wins a tournament that's everything that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. That's that's amazing. That, I mean, that's what all the coach is about is that yeah. they want to see them grow. I mean, that's that's all it's that's all it is. Yeah. So, and I learned early. Um, I this applies to every everything, but especially in a jujitsu gym, MMA gym, whatever. You you take up three roles. You are either um, a competitor, you're a coach, or you are someone that is helping getting competitors ready. As long as you fill one of those three roles, you are a great teammate. That's that's it. Because if you're a hobbyist and you're like, I just want to do this for the fun of it, as long as you're giving guys hard roles and they're having to get better, 
you, you succeeded. You became a good teammate. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that if you think about that in just anything, it's that way. Like if you uh, if if you're if you're in football and you're you know you're always a competitor when you're doing football, but if you're like I'm not that good, I'm a bench player. Well, maybe I can kind of help coach because I, I know stuff. I'm just not that good at it. Or maybe it's like, well, I'm I'm not great at coaching, but man, I can you know I, I know I can give him a run for his money, so he's got to get better. Yep. You, you fill that role as long as you're filling one of those three roles, you're you're a good teammate. And that's something, man. That it, you know, from a football background, it's scout team guys being a scout team guy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes for a lot of people, that's like a, an insult to them. But no, man, like I'm telling you, if, if the best teams I've ever been on have had absolute studs as scout team guys, and if you can have that, you know, especially in like a jujitsu gym. And it's, I mean, the sky's the limit for you, especially if that's, if, if you're trying to be a competitor, trying to be a world champion, like if you got people that are willing to sacrifice their time to come in and even though it's a hobby for them and they enjoy it and everything, but they want to come in and see you get better, man, that's so valuable. It's yep. so valuable. Hmm. Yeah. I agree with you on that one. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's hard that you just go through it. I mean, it's, it's no big deal. But uh well, listen, I gotta I gotta hop off the call here. I'm over at my grandparents doing some work and they're delivering a refrigerator. Ronnie, it was uh it's great to meet you and uh obviously Austin, it was great to hear from you again. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir, absolutely. Yeah, sorry I couldn't be there, fellas. That's all right. You should did you bring back a t shirt from Florida or anything? Uh some good golf stories. Oh, oh okay, all right, yeah. Content. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's that one called again? I forgot. We gotta trash it. Vista Plantation. Make sure to leave a negative Google review on there. For okay. Me. Okay. All, <laughs> All three right. of us will. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good. Uh, enjoy the rest of the episode, fellas. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. See, See you, Rob. See ya. Bye bye. Good. So yeah, I, I wish you could have come. I mean, it's no big deal, but we always try to do it duo. But yeah, it sometimes life just gets in your oh, way, yeah. and you can't always. Listen, perfect, I ain't passing up a trip to Florida in this kind of weather. I wouldn't either. Tell you right now. Well, he got back today though, and it just got cold today, yeah, so he right, has yeah. to. He brought it with him. Yeah, he has That's to endure the the next three days of cold. Just horrendous. Yeah, I I'm not looking forward to it. So I always tell people I can I can handle like the twenty. Like right now it's twenty degrees. I can mm-hmm. handle it. Yeah. But if it goes anywhere like zero or mm-hmm. negative five, I'm just like I can't I can't do it. I just can't cope with it. I but, still though. I mean, I'm telling like. I would much rather it be like this than be in the 100-plus heat yes. index. Like, I like, I will bundle up. I've got enough warm clothes I can bundle up, but, man, it gets to a point. You can't take no more clothes off and not start getting in trouble with people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll take, I'll take the cold every day. Yep. I don't mind it too bad. Yeah, I always say, what is it, like 20 to about probably 65 is, like, my perfect temperature that's range. That's phenomenal. That's, yeah, that's all I can – can wish for but you know central illinois does not does want to not, do that it's either extreme one side or the other so yep, absolutely. my favorite thing about that ultra cold though is ice fishing i love ice fishing really yeah i yeah. enjoy that um i went um my wife brought me to wisconsin on my birthday um, a couple of years ago we went ice fishing had a guided ice fishing trip but we had we were we weren't like in the super luxurious one we we just had a tent but he did have a heater in there um so it was all right we weren't using the live scope whereas like a, literally a camera it was just an old school flasher but yeah. man we caught so many fish that's so much fun you catch a fish pull it out of the ice that's pretty good i like that a lot i kind of feel like a caveman kind of like that's your, right. your uh, criminal you know yeah. guy right there that's cool yeah because i always talk to people that uh, i know a lot of people up in the up oh and yeah they, uh, 
would always talk about going out in the bay, like up by Marquette or something. Mm -hmm. They said it's very dangerous, but it's probably the best time they ever had. I mean, it's, you know, kind of, you can relax and just, just think about things going on in life and it's quiet. I know some guys take a uh, snowmobile trip up to, up to like Northern Wisconsin every year. And they talk about like, yeah, man, we'll stop. And you know, there's places you can stop and go ice fishing and everything. People just leave the huts out there and they'll leave them unlocked and whatnot. And you go in there and do some ice fishing, but yeah. That that's a different. I mean that that's just that that kind of cold up there is different than it is down here. <laughs> it's very. We played yeah. so my uh, it was my junior year at IC. We played a game. Our final our last game of the year was up in Minnesota. Ooh. Okay. And like night before, they get like two feet of snow. Yeah. Right. So like there's like piles of snow mm-hmm. on either on the either end zone. Like we got the giant coats and the jet heaters <laughs> on the sidelines. Yeah. It was so cold. It was almost too cold, like per conference rules, to play the game. Like it, it has. I, I, I could be completely wrong. I didn't here, know so. that there was rules. There I, is. I want to know. Th- yeah. It's like okay, so if it's like negative, I'm gonna throw out a number. It's probably wrong. Okay. Like yeah. negative twenty degree wind chill, sustained for fifteen minutes, and you can't play the game. Okay. Huh. It was like negative twenty for ten minutes, and then it popped up to negative nineteen for a split second. Oh, okay, we're playing the game. Oh, like you guys suck. <laughs> like we're not even playing for the conference championship. Like, oh, anyway, so it, that that was, and, and of course, like his offensive lineman, you can't wear sleeves. You wearing sleeves as no lineman? Come on, yeah. that is that is a fireable offense right there it is you know that's so a like, weakness so they'll go up to the line oh, yeah. and they'll see it and they'll just be like oh we can just go right through these i, I almost cut the glove i almost cut the fingers out of my gloves just to get that extra little bit of, but i i do yeah. enjoy my fingertips yeah. so i didn't do that but yeah it, that was miserable yeah miserable game it, it, it's yeah you're right i mean i, I didn't know there's rules though I, I mean nfl doesn't have rules do they they just they play it right man i don't know all i and it, that's it could be closer to like negative 30 degree wind chill. I don't think it's 20, but anyway, yeah, there are, there are rules just like there's rules for like heat index. Like we ran into that this year with, with the Vandalia game. Like we couldn't start the game until like eight o'clock or something. And then it goes into rain delay. So like we're still in the first quarter. It's like 10 o'clock at night. Was that when the wildfires, was that the same when the wildfires from uh, Canada or whatever came down and was like, it was hazy. Was that the same week? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that was, I don't know if you guys were outside, but yeah, that was intense. That like was, I couldn't breathe. I was getting dizzy. Like a fallout game. It was it was kind of scary. I'm not going to lie. I was a little petrified and scared and just didn't know what to do with my life, but Yeah. But uh, I did have one question for you guys. Someone kind of brought one up which I thought it was it fit perfectly for for what you guys are talking about today, but if you were a Ninja Turtle, ooh, Ronnie, this is oh, all yours, man. buddy. Which one would you choose? Oh man, that's a good one. Um, I am a big fan of the Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would probably end up being a, um, I'd be a Donatello, mm. which, um, I, that's kind of how I'm, I'm the, I'm nerdy. I really like to look up stuff. I will watch old fights. I'll watch old jujitsu matches and pick up stuff. Um, Sun Yun's also a Donatello fan, which is funny because <laughs> that is how her brain is wired as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think, it, it, I think Donatello would probably be the best at jujitsu, okay. to be honest. Okay. If I, if I was going to say which turtle's better at jujitsu, it's going to be Donatello. 
Um, but I think Ralph would probably be better in MMA because you just got to be a little bit meaner to do it. Mm-hmm. It's that's uh, yeah, <laughs> but that is that's a good question. That's a dang good question. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because I it was actually Laura, uh, my girlfriend. She was she was talking about it. She's like, why don't you just ask him about like Ninja Turtles? Like that'd be perfect for jujitsu. And I'm like, you know what? You're, yeah, you're spot it's, on. It's pretty that's spot a good on. question. That's pretty spot on. <laughs> So yeah, I, I'm going to be very honest with you. I don't think I could name the four Ninja Turtles right now if I'm sitting here. So, w- Ronnie, which Ninja Turtle would I be? Ooh. You know, you're a, you're a Leonardo. That's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, definitely yeah. Leonardo. You're you're a leader. Yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay, I'll take yeah. that. Not Raphael, that's for sure. No. I'll t- I will yeah. take that. Although, uh, listening to um, you get angry at uh, video games, you have some Ralph in you. Oh my God. You have it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> If it's it's video games, the Eagles, <laughs> the Cardinals, yeah, oh yeah, Eagles and, and MLB the Show, I, I feel like is the yeah. two big ones Man. that just piss you off. No, I had to give up that, and I said that in that yeah. episode. So you're like, done I, with MLB. I'm done. MLB. I haven't played it. I, I think I stopped playing it a week after that episode. Yeah, uh, and I, I don't plan on buying the next one. I don't blame you. Can't do I mean, it, man. Can't yeah. do it. I got two, I got a couple kids now, man. Can't do it. There's there was some. Things said during that game that I can't have my kids repeating. So yeah. they just can't Understood. can't have it. Understood. Oh, man. How old's your first one? He uh, just turned two. He just turned yeah, two. Just so turned there's two a two on year December gap. 31st. Okay. Yeah. And then Kelsey is four months old. Yeah. And then you, you I mean, you're I married, one. right? Yeah. yeah. I have, have one, one kid. Um, her name's uh, Emily. She's uh, 10 now. Okay. Um, she's a lot like me. She's like everyone calls her uh, my little mini me because she is a lot like me. She does jujitsu. I always told her. I said, I don't care if you're competitive. If you don't want to, you know, go out and compete, that's perfectly fine. But you need to learn it because, as a woman, it, having jujitsu is such an important yeah, thing. Because it is a nightmare out there for them. Yeah, so um, I said, you, you're gonna learn how to. How, you're gonna learn it. You're gonna learn how to use it, and uh, you're gonna. I'm gonna make you a little bit mean, so you have it in you. But um, I have a tough time making her mean. She doesn't have a mean bone in her no, body. She does not. Yeah. But she also likes to coach. So when she's um, doing classes and there's new kids, especially little kids, she will just like corral them over and show them basic stuff while, uh, you know, um, it's like when Sunyun's teaching, if, if Emily gets to be up there, uh, she will take small kids and kind of help them out so she can teach the more advanced kids more advanced stuff, which is mm-hmm. which is awesome. And yeah. I was like, yeah, she's filling one of the roles, man. That's yeah. what I'm asking yeah, for. She's awesome, man. I tell you what, she really is. That's so cool to see that happen on a regular basis. Yeah. Like, and again, it just speaks to like – just like our gym in general. That's just who we are as a gym. Yeah. You know, and that's, it's awesome, man. Yeah. I need, I need to get in there. I keep telling myself, you know, I'm like, I, I just need to go there. Just, just kind of scope it out. You did One say, session. you did say I on did that say episode. It. And I, I need to And, and go I ain't going to pressure it. you. We're not, we're not, <laughs> yeah, not, not going to drag you Because I have time, you know, I have all the time in the world and I'm right there in Decatur. So I have no excuse, but. Come try it, man. I just, I think man. it's just, it scares me. And I, I don't know. Because when I wrestled. I, I just didn't I had that same thing with you I, mm-hmm. I just couldn't flip the switch right. and and be angry at somebody and right. just want to hurt them yeah I just don't have that mean bone in my body yeah and I, I don't know well that you know, like but, so okay this is really <laughs> interesting so you in the Spotify uh, that show you asked a question that says like are you scared of a jujitsu trying a jujitsu class like it was like the poll inside yeah, like yeah, you yeah, pull yeah. that up. There was one answer who said yes. I don't know who it was. It, it don't was really probably matter. Probably me. It was probably <laughs> you. So, like, what scares you about it? Well, like I said, like I just, I, I can't hurt anybody. Like I just, mm-hmm. maybe it's just the failure part as well. Like I don't want to get thrown around like a ragdoll. Maybe right. I mean, right. 
that's the other thing. So, but. and and this, I kind of went through the same thing about how like I was nervous to start it because like, and I mentioned like I just got out of football for twelve years. Like I was, I knew what the hell I was talking about. Like by the time I was done with football, like yeah, I'm pretty much at the top of my game there, not physically but like mentally. Mm-hmm. Let me. It, it is so good for us as human beings mentally. To be new at something, to be a beginner at something, to be uncomfortable, to be uncomfortable yeah. in general, yes, absolutely, and you know that should never, that should never be something that keeps you from trying something is sucking at it because, on the rare occasion, on very rare occasions, does somebody pick something up and is immediately mm-hmm. very good at it? Like everybody sucks at first, and that's that's the point. Mm-hmm. Like the first step at getting better at something is sucking. Uh, that comes from a show, but I don't remember what it was. I don't know. You know what quote that was? I've never heard that quote before. It's a cartoon. Like it. It's a cartoon. I know it is. <laughs> it's probably just Tom and Jerry. I don't it know. might be Tom and Jerry. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. It wouldn't be Tom and Jerry, no. But but no, like that's that's really, and I think that's a I think that's a problem that a lot of people have. You yeah. know, is that like, oh, I don't want to go in there and suck and embarrass myself. Like, you're not going to get judged by anybody in that. Yeah, well, and it sounds like you that. don't. I mean, it's, no. It's, so and and like. Like like I said, we got a bunch of people in there that they want to see you get better. Yeah. Come in, mm-hmm. dedicate yourself to it, show that like, yeah, no, I actually want to do this. And there's not a person in that gym that doesn't want to see you improve. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what it is. There's um and you you said you used to wrestle. There we have noticed that that it's not all wrestling programs, but there are wrestling programs where they're not as much of a team. You're kind of looking out for yourself. You're looking out like I don't. I don't really want you to get better because you might take my spot on the team. That's yes. yeah. That right. is wrestling. Yes. That's yes. not here because um, there's not really spots because we, we don't. We can't or we don't have to limit ourselves. I mean, when we go to tournaments, um, if we have two people that are in the same weight class, same um, skill bracket, same age bracket. And we want them to both be in that bracket. We won't, you know, if maybe if someone's like close, like, hey, let's bump you up to another bracket just so we can kind of spread points around when we're wanting to win team awards. But mm-hmm. um, you go out there and you compete. And let, if we get both of our guys in the one and two spot, oh, man, that's awesome. Well, like the one in Terre Haute that mm-hmm. we did, you know, I ended up, my gold medal match was against a guy from our Effingham gym. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, Ronnie came up to me before and he's like, hey, just so you know, like you're getting ready to go against Logan. Uh, we're not going to coach you. Yeah. Like you just, you guys are both on the same team. Same team so just, no you coach, know, yep. so no coaching or anything like that. And that was, I was nervous at first, but then it's also relieving because I'm like, okay, well, he's not going to get coached either. Yeah, so, yeah, so I just got to trust, even, I just yeah. got to trust what I've been learning and, and just do that. And that's, you know, I was able to get the gold medal on that one. But yeah. Which coaching, um, coaching at a tournament, there's really not much you do. Like, I, <laughs> I, I have, like, um, that's one thing, like, it, you don't really need, um, someone that's really, really good coach um, on the sideline. What you need is someone that is just good at keeping you mentally where you need to be yes. um, beforehand. Um, but a good coach gets their work done in the gym. Yeah, that's exactly how yeah. wrestling was too. Is you mm-hmm. learned everything your training was was your coach. I mean, yeah. you just got to remember the moves, remember exactly when to do it and where to do it. I mean, right. So and and uh, like there's some things like that that's helpful like me telling you what the time is you know yeah. hey you're yeah. up on points you know you, you can slow down a little bit or hey we're down on points we need to go for the submission or uh, and then other things that are very jiu-jitsu specific of hey his guards open pass or um, his guards locked down you got to work on getting it open up you know things that they can feel but can't see you know 
it, I got a phenomenal story about that. So when I went down to Pam's down in Kissimmee, Florida, my first match, we just fought grips for most of the match. And I'm like, and it that's not going to mean anything to anybody. It sucks. Yeah. Because your hands are just gone by the end mm-hmm. of it. Like, you got nothing left. I th- So I'm like understanding that okay we've just been fighting grips we've got to do something i believe we've been warned one time for stalling hadn't we yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but both of you got both the of us yeah, yeah yeah so we both had a warning for stalling and i'm like okay i've been doing some judo i'm gonna try this like sloppy judo throw and i hit it I, I knocked the guy down but it wasn't good enough for me to get control or get my takedown points or anything so we both just stood back up <laughs> yeah and then the ref like holds up his hand or whatever and gives me an advantage and I kind of knew what it was, but in the moment I wasn't thinking about right. it. And you can hear it in the video, just clear as day. It's Ronnie's voice coming over above everybody else. Austin, you are winning. You are winning. And I'm like, oh, I'm winning. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So then, at by, you know, from that point on, it was like, okay, don't let the dude get like he's trying to snap me down. Yeah, you know, keep a good it, yeah. keep a good base. Don't let him get to your legs. Control yeah. him. And. Uh, you know that that's that ended up winning me the match. Like that, it's just that little that little reassurance. Like, hey, you're winning this match now. Mm-hmm. It was enough for me to you know be able to get, keep going and, and win that match. So, yeah. the best way to yeah. describe the pain of grip fighting is um, if you've had to run a chainsaw and you run that chainsaw for about five six hours straight. That's um, yeah. that's the feeling you have in your arms after five minutes of grip fighting. Your hands are can... locked in place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like they're you're literally just like you're locked in like a claw position. Like you're trying, yeah. it, it's horrible. It's... And like if you do it, like especially if they're really violent with grip breaks, like mm-hmm. your hands will be bleeding and whatnot, and it like suck. It sucks. But that's why I like the I like the gi. I'm a bit of a masochist myself, so <laughs> that's why I like that I like that stuff, man. So now with that glowing recommendation, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, so your <laughs> fingers are gonna be yeah, like like this finger got broke just um, from okay. like, bad position on the gi grip, and the all my knuckles look I like old man it. knuckles. Yeah, yeah. That's it's a, it's the reason why a it's lot of people don't like doing gi is yeah. because it is it is bad on your fingers, but. There's things you can do to prevent that, and it, it was it's just stuff that most people are like, oh, my man, I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to tape my fingers, whatever. But the guys are like, I want to do this for a long time. There's a way you can tape your fingers so it doesn't hurt as yeah. bad. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the same thing, too, with because I, I like to do a lot of weightlifting. And yeah. I, I was always big on, like, I want to be the biggest guy ever. Yeah. But I've hurt myself quite a bit, and mm-hmm. now I take the precautions, and just like you said, either, like, taping up your fingers or doing pre-stretches and right. maybe only doing body weight. I mean, that's yeah. that's all yeah. it is now. So yeah. just got to listen to your body, man. And the yeah. same thing with jiu-jitsu, right? Like, precautions. Like, there are days where I come into the gym, and I'm like, man, I really, really, really need to take it easy because, like, my back's sore. You know, I got that lingering back injury and everything. Like, there, you just got to listen to your body. That's you a number one of how to prevent injury right there. Mm-hmm. And then the, for jiu-jitsu, the other one is get, you know, roll with people you trust, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and if, if there is somebody in the gym that they're a little rough, maybe they hurt you, and, they, and it's not intentional, but if they're a little, you know, tell them, like, hey, slow down. Yeah, slow down, down 50% bit, right? or something. Or, yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. But that, you know, having that trust in your teammates, that's another big one right there is that mm-hmm. you know, we got that yeah. in spades in our gym. Yeah. Um, what about, uh, how you guys feeling right now? Do you guys want a break or are you guys good? or? Um, yeah, I mean, we're about good. an hour in, so, I mean, I guess we could probably go another five five minutes if you guys are cool with that. That's up to you, man. Just kind of. Yeah. Wrap it up a little bit. Um, it's already been an hour. Yeah, it's it's Jeez, already been an hour. Christ. And I'm kind of nervous too because when I open this up, um, I might have just erased the previous episode. I hope Robert saved it. 
from last week. So uh, he'll find that out here shortly. But I'm a little <laughs> oh, nervous. God. We have a video of it. it was, okay. Uh, okay. But I think we're okay. Who was uh, that? It was with Drew. Drew Bland. Oh, yeah. You guys went to the... That's yeah. good. That would be a good episode. It's it's all on video. So if that's I did cool. lose it, it'll just be on yeah. YouTube. But, yeah, uh, that's cool. Drew's cool. Kind of kind of nervous about that one. Um, yeah, I might have right. messed up. So, uh, <laughs> we'll call it a lesson learned. We will. Right. We uh, Yeah, we definitely will. But another question I had, I kind of thought of this one on the fly. Um, controversial thoughts. Like, what do you guys think recent you know, events? Any kind of controversy thoughts you guys controversial thoughts you have no, i mean like just whatever in the world doesn't have to be politics or whatever i would say um this really interesting tunnel situation in new york yeah man i'm a, i'm kind of like stand-up comedy i cannot wait for dave Chappelle to write a joke about this <laughs> or joe rogan yeah. or whatever the next protect our parks is like i they are going to destroy ari shafir for what just happened in new york under now listen there is some speculation that there was some really horrible stuff going on in those tunnels not making light of that no not no, no, that's no, no. obviously that's horrible especially as a father of young kids like that's just like mind-numbingly terrifying for me mm-hmm. however the thought process like like the visual you know, take a minute to don't as long as you're not driving, close your eyes and just visualize <laughs> yeah. like some old Hasidic Jewish people digging tunnels. It's a bit of a funny. It's a bit of a funny. It, visual, it is. Yeah, I, you know, I agree. I agree. But yeah, that, that'd be my only controversial thought that I have. It, it's funny you brought it up too because I saw something. It, it's all over TikTok. That's, oh yeah, that's how I learned about TikTok, it was TikTok. Yes. Yeah. But there was some guy that like, tweeted about it whenever it was first going on. He's because yes. he heard the voices when they're digging tunnels like in his basement he's like all i hear is yiddish and these guys are digging tunnels underneath my basement and i just everybody's saying you're, oh you're crazy yeah. you're crazy and i live on the ground floor you, you guys, know exactly crazy. what i'm talking about yeah. yes he's like finally i need an apology because this was true <laughs> two weeks later he yeah out, i told you guys i told you <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. so yeah. What, what about you ronnie you got anything uh, you know i I'm just making sure I vote in all the lizard people and Illuminati. Um, you know, I'm big Heck Illuminati. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> big eye guy. Big eye guy over yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, no, I love I love conspiracy theories. Yes. I absolutely love them. I, I believe very few of them, but I love conspiracy yes. theories. That is yes. my favorite thing. That, Ma- National Treasures is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the first one, obviously, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, we're on the same page. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, that's why you trash, and Gage that... get along so well. Yeah. That yeah. is exactly why. Yeah. I love that man. Gage that, is awesome. That first yeah. movie was oh man. I remember going to see it in theaters, and I just was like, man, this is so awesome. Like, there's gold buried, and oh my gosh, <laughs> right up Washington's nose. Yeah. Yeah, because I was probably only like ten years old or something like that. So yeah. I mean, it was very yeah. impressionable on my memory. Uh. So there's been some some talk in the UFC about um, I think it's Sean O'Malley or somebody trying to jump the line to get to Sean O'Malley. Oh, at that that is one of the things why I think the UFC um, isn't that great is they they chase those. Um, I understand why they do it. Like in, in what they're doing is I'm going to make the matchup that's going to make the most money, and I right. understand that. Yeah. But it, it leaves those guys like there's a guy um, I, I've, I've watched him train before. I've been out to Extreme Couture and I got to watch their pro fights, uh, pro guys uh, training. His name's uh, Chris Curtis. He's a good mm-hmm. fighter. Yeah. Um, when that young kid, the 19 year old kid, I can't remember his name. Um, I think 
I can't, you know, I won't be able to remember his name, but he jumped the line yeah. and he jumped over him. And he was he was tweeting out and saying things like, "Man, I've been in this I've been in this business for a really long time. I've been fighting for a long time. Yeah. I deserve some of these shots that they that these kids are getting, and they're only getting them because of the they get this uh, story behind them. Where right. I'm yeah. a 19 year old kid coming in, or uh, someone's got a good story. They're always going to get passed up on yeah. that. That's why I think a lot of the other promotions are a little better on that because they do go like yeah. record on record. Uh, PFL is going to be they're probably going to jump pretty good, especially after Ninganyu moved over there. Yeah, um, they're getting ready to come back to the United States too, aren't yeah. they? Getting ready to, yeah, I think I saw. Or no, that's one FC is getting ready to come. Oh yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, one is one of my favorite ones because they do. Not only do they do MMA fights, but they got kickboxing and, and Muay Thai fights, and those are just electric yeah. to watch. And uh, they they really hit up the. Uh, the Asian market, and there's a lot of good Asian fighters that don't get promoted because yeah. UFC can't promote them. They don't. They don't know how. Right. Mm-hmm. They can promote uh, the the Russian, the Kazakhstanis. They can promote <laughs> the hell out of them because yeah. they know how. Yeah. They're like, uh, watch this guy. He can he can take down anybody. But they don't understand the um, most Asian fighters are just so technical, yeah. and it's just because that's yeah. how they were always learned. They learned mm-hmm. how to do the technique correctly, and they do the technique a billion times. So they have it just down. That's why you see Filipino and um, uh, Thai fighters. They they have like ungodly records, like two hundred and ten yeah. records. You know, because they fight like four times a week, five times. A week. <laughs> yes, yeah. they're fighting guys all crazy. every weekend, like full on contact oh fighting God. every weekend, and it's just weird. And we like Americans, we look at that and we're like, uh, like how. <laughs> yeah how yeah um and especially those guys that fight in the four ounce gloves and, and do muay thai and with elbows Jesus. and knees and and they're they're fighting so much but they you know they they just know how to do it they fought for so long and yeah. trained for so long most of those fights don't get bloody they don't get beat up and banged up they lose on points and stuff like that because defensively they're untouchable so it's really good. Yeah, and you said, I mean, it's all technical. Like, they, they don't 100%. try to go out there 100% using all their strength. It's, yeah. it's the moves that they learn. No, they're not and, Francis and Ganu, yeah. early Francis, who's just swinging sledgehammers yeah. trying to yeah. make sure one They want to outlast it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Trevor Whitman, he's a, a, one of the best striking coaches in the UFC. He's a Justin Gaethje's coach, uh, coached a few others. Rose um, Namunas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he has a 80% rule. He says you should never throw harder than eighty percent unless it's it's time to end it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's and he said um, I can't get Justin to do it. He wants he's like <laughs> Justin throws and he, he he wants to end the fight all the time, but he wears himself out. If you're throwing at like eighty percent, you know you don't wear yourself out. You're especially those five round fights, oh five God, five minute man. round fights. Yeah, that's a grind. You it's need less to, on your body too. That's I mean. less on your body. But in those eighty percent, if you land say six out of the eight eighty percent punches, it's got, you're yeah. You're, I yeah. mean, you're gonna do some damage. I mean, that's. Um, I've been uh, I've been clipped with like a fifty percent shot, and it was just perfectly placed. And I was like, "Yep, I'm done for the day." So <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. it, it's a, it's about placement more than uh, power. Mm-hmm. So that's why accurate fighters normally tend to have more knockouts than power fighters, but. Yeah. It just it's it's also fun to watch two guys just swing. Yeah, it is. That's a lot of fun. That's a <laughs> yeah. lot of fun. There's Absolutely. Wrong with that. So yeah. yeah, there's you know, and uh, for one FC, I want to go back on this for just a second. So there's a guy in one FC called Mikey Musumeci. Oh yeah, Mikey. Okay. So he you have to explain he he is a pedagogue guy, yeah, right? He is okay. A so he's a pedagogue guy. He's in our school, and uh, he's the current 
what's his what flyweight? It's even smaller than that. He's tiny. Um, like I think I think he has yeah he's rooster or okay. for flyweight. Okay, yeah, so he's like there. the current one FC rooster. Like what flyweight. is that? Like a hundred and yeah thirty. Yeah, uh, pro- one hundred twenty five is flyweight. Rooster's like one hundred fifteen. He's just yeah. tiny. Yeah, he's 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 a small guy. So um, his nickname is Darth Rigatoni. Okay, yeah. big Star Wars fan, I but like all, he nickname. only ever eats pizza and pasta. He eats yeah. one meal a day, giant meal of Jeez. pizza or pasta, and like you would look at him and you look, and it's like, oh, that's that's just like a little tiny dude. He's a Donatello, hundred yeah. percent. There you go. Yeah, there you go. And and he could just destroy anybody who ste- ever stepped across from him. Like he's so so good technically. Like yeah. that's mm-hmm. if you ever if you want to watch like really high level jujitsu, just watch some Mikey Musumeci highlights. Like Mikey he's Musumeci. do not he's ask incredible. me. Do not. There's no way I'm going to come close to spelling that correct. No, no, no. If you get close, if you get close, he'll it'll starts pop with an N. That's yeah. all I know. Yeah, Mikey Musumeci. He's he's incredible, man. One yeah. of his gets uh, in. Uh, so he he's fought at IBJJF and and in the gi and in no gi and stuff like that. Like what we do. But um, one has started picking up grappling matches as a, um, like, in place of an MMA fight or in place of a kickboxing fight. They do a grappling match inside the cage, which is very cool. It is cool. Um, And he fought this guy. um, I don't remember his name. He was a fill-in because the guy that was supposed to fight had to back out for an injury. He was a fill-in. He was um, of Mongolian descent. Which we were, I seen that and I was like, oh, this guy's gonna be tough as hell. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not gonna want to tap. And I was right. Um, he he did not tap out. Um, he he ended up. Uh, Mikey won on points, but he had his knee pretty well torn, completely off, shredded, shredded. He, shredded. There was when they um, afterwards there was um, doctors' reports, and he had like one ligament left that was still attached. Because he just wouldn't tap to these leg locks that Mikey's putting on, and Mikey's sitting there. There was that one point in time where he had this leg. He does. He has a leg lock named after him. It's called a Mikey lock, and it is a yeah. cross between a knee bar, which is where you hyperextend the knee, and a heel hook where you're twisting the knee. So he's not only hyperextending his knee, but he's twisting it out of place at the same time. Um, it, it's it's brutal. It's horrible. And uh, it's horrible. he has him in this so deep to where the point that that knee is gone. It's it's gone and Mikey's looking up at him like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you not tapping to this? Do you not care? I'm breaking your leg off. And the guy's like, yeah, just break it. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no so pain after there. Gee, what yeah, is? Yeah. Uh, I brought so I brought up uh, the documentary that's on about Pedagos submission mm-hmm. fighting. I brought that up on YouTube. Uh, it's America or uh, Daisy Fresh, an American Jiu Jitsu story from Flow Grappling on YouTube. It's really really great. And uh, he's he's featured in a lot of those later seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I would encourage anybody, if you want to get an idea of like who our gym is, how, what our mentalities are, not quite not quite to where like this gym is not quite to where Daisy the Daisy Fresh gym mm-hmm. is like like we're not that much as psych, psychos. Yeah. But go watch go watch the first few episodes of that and just see like the way that that gym used to run. It's incredible. It was in an old rundown laundry mat. Yeah. You got. He's got some stories about yeah. the laundry mat. It's just it's yeah. Incredible. I mean, there's times when I trained down there with him. And there's times where the humidity was so high that you couldn't see across the room, and it was it it was no bigger than this garage, uh-huh. and I could you couldn't see across the room because the the fog of the humidity was so thick. Jeez. And those guys training, you felt like you're swimming. You're you're underwater the whole time. You're breathing in Damn. a combination of humidity and sweat and everything and 
as gross as that sounds, man, that's where you get good. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, the, just the improvements you can make there. That's that's going to a dark place, man. Yeah. That's going to, like, like you got you, you we, there's always people that talk about, like, you got to take yourself to that place. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and that's, that's the epitome of that right there, mm-hmm. is going to that place where you're uncomfortable and you don't know if you can get back from and just clawing your way back. You guys talk about the uncomfortable. Maybe that's just, I, you just got to do it. I mean, yeah. I, I'm telling you. When I, you get comfortable with being uncomfortable, and <clears throat> I mean, that's a, that's a t-shirt right there. But when you get comfortable with being uncomfortable, you get good. That's yes. just how it is. Yes. I feel like that's a Goggins quote. Like that's, it's just <laughs> That is a good Goggins quote. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he said it ever, but I mean, it makes sense. Goggins, Goggins has a recliner <laughs> and a big screen. And where most people would be uncomfortable, right? Like that dude <laughs> yeah. is. Oh he my god! Like, yeah, that's. I think I still have his quote. I have one of his quotes somewhere. I don't know what it was. <laughs> be uncommon among the uncommon people, or yes, something like yes, that. That was that one of them for yeah. sure. Who he is? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, we're already an hour fifteen. So, you guys got anything else you want to say? Mention. I'll, so I so I want to do the gym a service. Go quickly over what our what our schedule is uh, yeah, for okay. anybody who wants to come and try a class. We could take a picture too. You can send it to me. Yeah, I'll do that. Yep, yep, and, yep, and I'll put yep, it yep. on our. So first of all, if you want to get any updates, follow <laughs> us on Facebook at PSF Mountain Zion. Uh, you get all the class updates, any seminars we have coming up there. You'd be able to see them there. Uh, Mondays is our wrestling days at five o'clock. That goes from five to seven. Tuesdays, my favorite days are our gi days. Uh, we got women's only fitness boxing at four thirty, and then. Uh, kids jiu-jitsu and adult gi technique starts at 5 and that runs till 7 o'clock. Wednesday is no gi jiu-jitsu uh, technique. That's from 5 to 7. Thursday, that's our MMA day. So you got kids jiu-jitsu at 5. And then from 6 to 7 is adult no gi and MMA. Uh, 7 o'clock there is more like you're striking and stuff like that. Uh, Friday, we got wrestling again from 6 to 7. And then women's only jiu-jitsu at 5 o'clock. So, and then, you know... Obviously, as the gym continues to grow and everything, like we're gonna add more classes on. But man, it's like it's a night and day difference from from the Moequa plate from the Moequa gym. And mm-hmm. man, I'm I'm just so proud of where we've come in just a short amount of time. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah it's it's been incredible. It's it was such a scary thing to pick up and move. Yes, and it it went from oh, shit. We got to start from the ground and yeah. rebuild to uh, wow. We're already at or above where we were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's insane. So it you is. guys made yourself uncomfortable twice yeah. by doing jiu-jitsu and then moving and then your whole yeah. business up yeah. to somewhere else. So yeah. you guys are, you know, the perfect building block of being uncomfortable. It's that's yeah. all I gotta say. That, yeah, it's that's it. That's what it is. It's like, well, we we're in a bad spot. Let's just go get uncomfortable and see what we can do. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing, like the biggest mentality thing I've learned with jujitsu, and this is true with just about anything in life, right? Like it is so so easy to get to a spot where you're uncomfortable or where you know you're in trouble and to just lie down and just call it quits. It's so easy to do that. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and and a lot of times people will encourage you to do that. And a lot of times you'll feel like that's the right decision. And I can tell you right now that when you decide, if you ever decide to do that, you will regret it. Like that you, you mentally, that takes a toll on you, especially if you do it on a regular basis on the flip side of that, when you're in these bad positions, and you're able to get out of it, right? You you keep fighting, your back hits the wall, and you come out swinging. That is so mentally rewarding yeah. that that carries over to the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Like everything you can apply that to everything else. And I'm telling you, in my 26 years on this earth, I've not found a better 
example of that than jujitsu. <laughs> I'm telling that it's it's such a, it is such a mental mentally stimulating activity, and it just helps yeah. tremendously in in all aspects. Gotcha. Can't say enough about it. Yeah, you're just giving me goosebumps. I, <laughs> I need I need to do it's it. A, that's also because it's like 40 degrees yeah. in this garage. Yeah, you know, that, that yeah. heater that you're sitting behind is. Uh, I, yeah, I can feel it. It's, can, it's doing it's, all right. My my toes are freezing, out. but that's yeah, okay. I can. I'm wearing Crocs, so I, yeah, <laughs> I, can, uh, I can feel it too. But yeah, thanks thanks for coming on. Uh, good to meet you, Ronnie. Yeah. I'm, I'm very grateful that you took your time on your day and yeah. came to talk about the gym. Oh, it's fun. So. You guys you guys do a good job of interviewing. I've listened yes. to a few of your guys' episodes. You guys do a good good Thank job. Thank you. Yeah, we're trying to get better. Yeah. Um, you know, Always. we still have hiccups. Sometimes yeah. I don't know what to say, but uh, there's no but yeah. per- there's nothing that's perfect. Everything can improve. Exactly. Yeah. Now, this is probably what made me uncomfortable was just doing this podcast. Yeah. So, uh, that's probably the most uncomfortable thing I've ever done is meeting yeah. people and talk to them. So. But yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Just want to give a shout out to Pizza Man. I don't know if you guys eat at Pizza Man yet, but uh, oh, never. You should, you should, <laughs> you should go give it a try. Go, go talk to Mike Foster. Yeah. Um, he'll get you some cheese sticks. But yeah, follow us, like us, listen. That's all I ask. Uh, if you guys know anybody else that would like to be on the podcast, please send us. Send yeah, them get our back way. some of them listener questions, man. I miss thinking about like I do that at my desk every once in a while. Is think of some of them listener and I need questions. To, yeah, I, I I've been. Slacking on the listening questions. I really have been. We need to do a better job on that. That's, it's yeah. a new year. Yeah. Better ingredients, right. better pizza, Papa John's. You know? <laughs> pizza um, man. You mean yeah. yeah. Or pizza. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks for listening and uh, thanks for joining us. And we will go ahead and quit this right now.